Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, I'm Taryn Winterbrill, host of Best Seller TV on C-Suite Radio. On this show, I sit down with leading business authors to find out what makes their books stand out from the crowd. With thousands of new business books and titles being published each year, we try to make it just a little bit easier for you to decide which ones are worth the read. Thanks for listening. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. Welcome to Bestseller TV. I'm Taryn Winterbrill. We're here with Bernd Ullman. He is the author of The Billion Dollar Branding Blueprint, Seven Steps to Building a Brand and Accelerating Your Wealth. It's great to have you with us. Thank you, Taryn. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks first, for having me. First off, I'm glad I got the title correct. That is a, that is a tongue twister. Billion yes. Dollar Branding Blueprint. I love the alliteration. Um, another B is your name, Bernd. Yes. Very unique. Where are you from? You nailed that too. <laughs> so... so I am actually not from Brooklyn, but from Norway. Wow. And I know what you're thinking. I'm supposed to be tall and blonde. I have no idea what happened. Well, you're so, unique. It's nice to stick out in the crowd. That's right. Uh, well, we're so glad to have you with us. This is your first book? It is my first book, yes. That's it's exciting. exciting. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you for having me. <laughs> it was exciting at the same time. Yes. Um, on the cover, it says Bernd Ullman, comma, CBA. It doesn't say CPA, which I feel like Americans, we see right. that a lot. What's a CBA? So CBA is the chief brand or business, your choice, accelerator. So chief uh-huh. brand accelerator, which we equate with chief business accelerator. Okay, and that's your moniker. That is my moniker, uh-huh. yes. So indeed. what does that mean? You're the chief brand accelerator, do tell. All right, so what it means is that uh, I worked with brands really my entire career. I'm a firm believer in the value of having a brand. Because for all intents and purposes, if you do business and business is great, and I applaud anyone that does business, and if you do sales, it's fabulous. Mm -hmm. However, if you don't have a brand, if you don't have some type of a distinguishing mark, something that sets you or your service apart from the competition, you are left to compete on only one thing, namely price. Ah. And as I often say, you will then find yourself in a death spiral race to the bottom. Yes. That's not cool. No, so, not at all. So Chief Brand Accelerator, I help people create brands because when you do that, in addition to being able to do business and do your own transaction, you will create something lasting in the brand. The brand ends up having a value in and of itself. Right. So it's something that's referred to as brand equity. And ultimately, there are examples of you can build a great brand and not sell the business you can actually just sell the intellectual property, the value of your brand. So let me ask you a question. For someone out there watching who's thinking about launching a business, doesn't have a brand yet, is there an example you can give us, Bernd, of a successful company that doesn't have a typical brand, a textbook case of having a brand? Can you you achieve success without a brand? Well, I'm sure you can, Mm -hmm. but the reality is we are living in a society where you don't really need to do anything. So uh, you go back and we were in a society that was kind of a consuming consuming society or consuming economy. Mm -hmm. And I would say it was kind of in, for lack of a better term, 
to consumption yeah. was okay. I, I feel we are not there anymore. We are more in an experiential or even even the dream economy. What's so, the difference? So, so, so we still love to spend money, but now we love to spend money differently. We want to spend it on experiences. So, oh. for instance, going out for dinner with friends, going mm-hmm. to a restaurant, or if you're into photography, uh, buying the equipment and going on a trip. Uh, that, that's how we prefer to spend money. So. Uh, that means, though, that getting back to your question, that means, though, in order to kind of evoke an emotion, in order to get a transaction, you need to connect with the consumer. Right. And brands help you do that. Yeah. So brands build trust, and that trust it is what really allows the consumer to transact and choose your brand over another brand. Right. So there may be examples of successful businesses, but offhand, I can think of a lot more successful, successful brands ones. than not. Yeah. Right. Well, one that comes to mind is FUBU. Um, little known fella named Damon John, who we've had on the show. You were very instrumental in his success. Tell us about that and how you got connected to him and what you did. So, yeah. So, well, Damon is great. And as you can see on the cover, yes. he's actually agreed to uh, write the foreword for my book. Yeah, so, it's terrific. Which is amazing. So, so, so what happened was, honestly, I was working at the Donna Karen company. I was a corporate vice president of Donna Karen. And uh, at one point, it felt like that had run its course. And I was looking for a new home. Okay. And, and I did go to the usual suspects. I, I met with Calvin Klein. I met, but the reality is I was looking for something different, something more entrepreneurial. And uh, through a mutual friend, I was introduced to Damon and the whole team behind FUBU, and and that just clicked. So I came on board as president of FUBU International, Mm -hmm. and we had a pretty meteoric rise. Yeah. I had a lot of fun in the process. I'd say. So to what do you attribute that meteoric rise? I mean, what did you do to take FUBU to the next level? So I can definitely not take the credit uh, for having driven FUBU. There were a lot of super talented people involved, uh, Damon and his partners, as well as uh, the senior management there. so it was a team effort, mm-hmm. but but what was done, there were so many great examples of how the whole group was innovating mm-hmm. and coming up with new ways of solving problems and bringing product to market. For instance, one of the things we did, and, and this is you know just one great example, uh, we created in essence a new position where we had people working on the team whose sole job it was to know when and where new music videos would be filmed. Mm. They would show up on set with bags of FUBU gear. And this was back in the day before MTV or anyone that was blocking out the logos. And back in the day when MTV was all about music videos. Right. And we would have often, you know, music video after music video featuring uh, the FUBU logo. Wait, people in the video were wearing? So, how did you get that to happen? Did you have to talk to the wardrobe supervisor? How, no, that's how what I'm saying. Happen? We had people showing up on set with bags of free clothing. And by the way, FUBU was not only uh, an up-and-coming brand, but part of what Damon did was he he really partnered with uh, LL Cool J in bringing LL on board as a brand ambassador. Right. So, you know, uh, LL Cool J is highly aspirational. So mm-hmm. if you're an up-and-coming musician, if it's good enough for LL Cool J, yes. you would think it's good enough for them. Right. Yeah, so that was part of it, getting the product on TV. I've had some of my best successes with brand stores is when we use a platform to kind of broadcast the message, right? So television has been highly effective. 
So tell us about some of the other methods that have been effective because you also were a part of the team involved in the largest celebrity brand deal in history to the tune of three and a half billion with a B dollars, including a, a gal named JLo, you may have heard of her, yeah. her ex-husband Mark Anthony and Coles. Yes, Tell us right. about that because I mean that is just like wow it blows your mind. You were the guy behind it or one of the one of the guys. One on the of team. the guys. Yes. Again yeah that's I'm always one of the guys. One of the guys but that's yeah, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm very often people refer to him as the man behind the brand. So. Right. I, I can certainly not take the credit of having done any of it all by myself. Well, everything but I've been is a part, team effort. Exactly, it's a team effort. However, yes, I was part of that team and it, yeah. it, it was a lot of fun. There are a couple of things that took place there at the same time. So number one, we were doing multiple negotiations simultaneously, which mm. is no joke. So a partner in the deal was, they were called LFUSA back then, Lee and Fung. Mm -hmm. uh, they now are referred to as Global, uh, Global Brands Group. But so they were a partner. We partnered with them. We created a joint venture entity with them called Mesh Music Entertainment and Sport Holdings. So it was really Mesh that was doing this transaction. And we were negotiating at the same time with Jennifer and Mark, who, by the way, had separate representatives. Ah. So in terms of just getting all the deals Business, in place. Business, right. Yeah. And negotiating with Coles at the same time. Okay. So it ended up being this pretty complex transaction uh, where we're negotiating in tandem and, and it all kind of came together. And yes, it ended up being, you know, we launched Jennifer Lopez and Mark Anthony in all doors in Coles. Wow. And at the time, certainly it was billed as the largest celebrity deal in history. And you're right, there were uh, purchasing budgets for three and a half billion dollars. Wow. Uh, to, to launch that business. Yeah, it was you, exciting. How do you follow that up? <laughs> you know what? You, can, you can't really say to your next client, I, I can promise you that and more because that's just astronomical. But guess what happens? So once you do the largest celebrity deal, you know, in history, uh -huh. guess what happens to your deal flow? Every celebrity wants to have their own right, three and a half a, billion dollar deal, right? It's a right? hard act to follow. So well, how do you proceed? A, so that's okay. <laughs> Where we, did we, you go from there? Well, we did okay. So we ended up after that, uh, we partnered with Universal Music Group. They had uh, a, an arm called um, Bravado, uh -huh. where they make merch, etc. So we did the deal with them. We created a collection for all of their talents. And then we ended up doing the 50th anniversary collection for the Rolling Stones. Wow. We created a collection. So I, I didn't say this, but back in 2009, uh, we created a company called Star Branding. And we was Tommy Hilfiger, his brother Andy, right. uh, Joe LaMastra, and myself. So, and it was this group, us four, that then created uh, Mesh in partnership with LFUSA. So uh, we created the collection also inspired by Andy. I mean, and Andy Hilfiger, right? So, uh, and we had Steven Tyler as the face uh, yeah. of that brand. So there was a lot of fun stuff. We did an American Idol uh, interpretation of a collection. Yes, And things lead to, so then right. that led to something else than Eddie Lampert, so who is now running Sears Kmart still. But so he, he came and he offered me a position as CEO of a new division they were launching, Shop Your Way Brands. We ended up taking it on uh, as a contractual obligation instead uh, for star branding. But I did become then acting CEO of this new division called Shop Your Way Brands. Wow. And we launched Nicki Minaj and Adam Levine in 500 fully fixed Kmart door. C-Suite Radio.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm so curious, Bernd, uh, if we could take a step back. Where yeah. did you learn all of this? I mean, what was your sort of blueprint? Who taught you all of this to, to, to create all these successes? That's where was your school of thought? To, to... So interesting question. Um, so I started back, so I, I went to business school in Copenhagen. Uh, so, and, and while I was taking my MBA, I started Scandinavia's first home delivery of pizza. No kidding. Pizza pronto. Wow. <laughs> yes. So I kind of got an early start on figuring some of these things out. Wow. And and kind of it's a funny story now. Wasn't that funny then? So um, Scandinavia's first home del- delivery of pizza, Norwegian living in Denmark, pizza being Italian. It ended up being a good story. So uh, I took the story to, to one of the largest business papers and they were like, they loved it. So there weren't that many papers back then. And we ended up becoming front page pictures. And of mm-hmm. course, as a marketeer, yeah. I had not only the name and the logo on the side of my truck, but a big phone number. Right. So the picture was in front of the truck. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought, you know, that I had basically cornered the market before I had started. Uh-huh. <laughs> Couldn't wait for the weekend when the paper came out. And um, yeah, eventually that happened. And uh, little had I thought, we I think we started for business normally at 4 p.m. Um, people picked up their their um, their paper in the morning, saw the phone number and started calling. Wow. By four o'clock, the phone system had broken down. I got some emergency lines up. Oh I gosh. got some emergency people in, friends and family to help answering phones. Oh my gosh. Then first one pizza truck broke down. Then the second pizza truck broke down. We delivered cold, soggy pizza three and a half to four hours after people had called. That was my launch. So what I learned, it's a lot of learning by doing. And I learned, you know, you only get one shot at making your first impression. So you might as well make it a good one. Right. So we've kind of gone back to figuring out, okay, how do you make good first impressions? So that was the launch, the pizza delivery. That was really the first one. So lastly, my billion dollar question to you, Bernd, is why did you want to put this in print? Why give away your secret, so to speak? The secret sauce? Yes, the secret sauce. Well, so number one, I think the secret sauce isn't necessarily that secret. It is more about the practical application of taking years and years of experience Mm -hmm. and trying to organize it and putting it into a step-by-step process so it can make more sense. Right. But secondarily, and why do it? Honestly, because uh, it's been, you know, an interesting and fun journey, but it wasn't always so easy. And if I have the ability to help someone a little bit and make the journey just a little bit better or easier, or they can kind of tap into some of my experience and some of my learning, yeah. then that would be my true pleasure to do that. Yeah. So that's really the reasoning behind it. It's so nice to hear because some people are successes and they want to keep it to themselves, you know, but this is, you're, you're giving us, and I love it, there's seven steps and we haven't gone through through uh, through them because right. I want you to, yeah. uh, we want people to read the book, but um, you know, you really have the gravitas behind it because you, you have the success to prove, to show that your steps have worked. Uh, well, congratulations on, on everything. And Thank we you. hope, will there be another book? 
$2 billion marketing <laughs> yeah. blueprint, maybe? So, so I don't know if there's going to be another book. If there is another book, I would say there are two things that we didn't necessarily touch on that uh -huh. I, I, I feel pretty strongly about. Uh, one would be licensing, mm -hmm. and that's just one of the ways to accelerate the brand. Right. So licensing might be one book. And licensing is simply when you go and you find best-in-class partners and you have them open up new product verticals for you. Right. So let's say you are great at making sportswear, but you're not great at making shoes, mm -hmm. but you have created this big brand. Well, maybe you should have shoes. Maybe you should have handbags. Yeah. How about eyewear? Why not? Jewelry, watches. And it goes on and, it goes and on, on and on. And, on. and now what you do is you go to best in class operators. So it allows you to expand your brand footprint, have all these new product verticals and you, in essence, build and expanding your brand on the back of, that sounds a little exploitative, but yeah, uh, no. you, you, you're doing it with these best-in-class specialists within their various fields. So that would be one thing. And the other thing that I feel is really important is when we launched uh, Star Branding in 2009, the premise was that stars can be brands, mm -hmm. which is definitely true, and we've proven that to be true. But there were no real focus on social media then. No one was talking about your followers on social media. Right. And every transaction we did were traditional brick and mortar transactions. So that landscape has changed completely. Back then, if you wanted to get to market, you had to go through a large national retailer. Right. And if they didn't pick up your brand, you were actually not going to market. Right. So now with the onslaught of the internet and, 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 and social media, uh, the power has shifted away from the large national retailers and it's shifted to all of us, the consumers. And we're not giving it back anytime soon. No. So, so really now, I think the way of the future to go to market, it is really direct to consumer and e-commerce. So in response to that, I have created a company called Celebrity Lifestyle Brands. Mm. And in my mind, Celebrity Lifestyle Brands, it's really star branding 2.0 because now we are working with celebrities influencers and brands, SIBs as we call them. Right. So we're working with the SIBs, helping them kind of unlock and monetize this new asset, namely their followers, followers on social media, but through e-commerce. Yeah. So we have our own e-commerce platform. So another book might just be on that. Right, and so, it used to be, oh, I want to be a movie star. Now it's, I want to be an influencer. 100%. You know? So that changes Absolutely. the game completely. Well, thank you, Brent, for being here. Uh, really terrific stuff. And um, so just user-friendly, really, if you're starting a brand, have an existing brand, a lot that you cover. So congratulations. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thank you. If you'd like more information on the book, just check out our website, csweetbookclub.com, c-sweetbookclub.com. I'm Taryn Winterbrill. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time right here on Bestseller TV. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.